How do we uh how do we open an episode about thankfulness? Tell us everything you're thankful for. Why, why don't we just go around? Yeah, why don't we all why don't we go around and just say each of yeah. us tell us what what we're thankful for? One one thing. One thing off the top of your head you're thankful for. One thing off the top of my head? All yeah, right. just one thing. Just one let's thing. Don't you. overthink it. Let's let's start with you, Brandon. What's the first what what's the thing you're the most thankful for? I'm thankful for the opportunity to get promoted potentially. Hey. Actually, because hey, I did get team lead. No, so. they did accept you. Yeah, right? you. Yeah. So I, I'm thankful for that. But also, but also, Evelyn. There you go. We'll hey, name drop on the pod name, right name out drop, the gate. Name drop. What about you, Chris? What are you most thankful for? I think for me, I am most thankful for all the people in my life who have uh, made me happy when uh, when I'm not happy. <laughs> I don't know all my friends my significant other my family just like having companionship of any kind is something I feel like I you know it can be easier to take for granted so it means a lot yeah how about you Ethan oh man the thing that I'm the most thankful for uh I am the most thankful for let's see I'm the most thankful that that all I'm, you know, in terms of stacked, I am I am just the most thankful that all three of us are living right now, you know. We're doing all right. We're doing we're doing pretty all right right now, you know. We're all we're all in three different places. We're all just like we're all hustling. We're all working, but we all still have time together to come together, you know, and record this show. That you know, we're not we're not doing this for money. You know, we're not doing this for the big views. We're just doing this because we like talking to each other, you know? Yeah. And I'm thankful that we, that we are able to just to, just to have this thing every night, you know? Or ev- not every night. <laughs> every <laughs> night? This, every if night. we record every episode, single I night. Here's, here's a little thing I got to admit. I do, uh, I dream about stacked episodes every night. So I see you guys in my dreams. And <laughs> we do, do not. We do a different topic every night when I go to bed. Stop capping. <laughs> Shut up. Stop Dude. capping. No cap, bro. No cap. No. Never... <laughs> no. Yeah. But yeah, like, I don't know. You know, we, we, we started this little, you know, band of geeks uh, back in college uh, in film analysis, you know? Mm, was yeah. it film theory? Uh, uh, film theory was like... Was film theory first? When No, film theory was second. So film analysis was first. That's I feel like because we had, uh, you know, we had film history, but that was with Joey and Cody. But when it was truly just the three of us was film theory, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And that's, you know, that's when you two roomed to- started rooming together in sophomore year, a fall of sophomore year. And that's when we started having movie nights and just like yada, da, da, da. Now we're here, you know, with the only billion dollar podcast out on the Internet um billion dollar podcast we're the only billion dollar podcast we will be we will be i think in the next five episodes we will be uh, you think yeah they yeah. think that story is going to bring in the monetization i i just i think this one's going to be a doozy let's just say that <laughs> <laughs> no i'm really excited for this episode which is episode 96 of stacked creeping up to a hundo 
Um, this week we're talking about the movies we're thankful for. Uh, Thanksgiving was last week. Who cares? I was moving. My Wi-Fi sucked. Now we're back. This was supposed to come out last Sunday. But now we're here. We're talking about movies we're thankful for. And I think just, you know, you can always be thankful throughout the holidays, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but you can't be thankful after or before. You can't be ever thankful before. You can only you can only be thankful mm -mm. starting the third weekend or the last. Is it the last Thursday? How do they do Thanksgiving? It's always a Thursday. Is it the yeah. third Thursday or is it the last Thursday? It's the last. Thursday? The last Thursday. I think. It, yeah, I think the last, the last Thursday of the month. That's when you can start to be thankful, but then that shit stops after the new year. Okay. You you cut that out. <laughs> you know don't be no thankful more, anymore don't be thankful after that that's when it's time to hustle and stab people in the back speaking of stabbing people in the back uh look forward to our matt ramos guest he's gonna come guest on our podcast next week uh lots to talk about there uh, i never agreed to that we're gonna be talking about movies we love screaming at that's gonna be our stacked episode soy facing at soy facing we're all gonna yeah. pick spider-man no way home it's gonna be our first Triple, triple stack for a uh, first no that's gonna be a quadruple stack oh yeah uh, and that's we're and it's gonna be f four quadruple stacks and then we're all gonna kill ourselves at the end of the show no no just kidding uh <laughs> it's too dark uh no but we're back movies we're thankful for um this was really fun to pick some unique movies for me um and i think this is just gonna be a great time for us to just like th this is gonna be a bit more personal you know um we're going to have some stories to tell on this episode, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think th these will be mo these will be movies to get like get to know us a bit better, you know? Cuz like these don't necessarily have to be like the best movies, you know? Uh these are just movies that have that we're thankful for. And you know, I have my reasons for mine, and I'm sure you guys have your reasons for yours. If you didn't have reasons, that'd be a little weird. You just picked three random movies. I don't know. Maybe you did, and you're just thankful for movies. But uh, Brandon, or did you do that? What did you do, Brandon? How did you How did you decide what <laughs> movies you're thankful for? I uh, I picked movies that I love or mean something to me. Um, either in a way that is like they give me the feeling of like what it means to be thankful for certain things, like maybe family, maybe the reason why movies exist. Like it's sometimes crazy to think that a movie exists when you look at like the synopsis of it or what studio had to make and what they had to go through you know like often in movies i feel like oh like why would you be thankful for like a blockbuster that everyone sees you know it's yeah. more so like those films that are more personal to you or that took a little bit to be developed that make me the most thankful yeah yeah uh, i like that chris what about you man Thank you. how was your how was your process of putting together this list um for me it was like i just wanted to pull together a mixture of movies that either i'm glad exist or are about gratitude of some form um so yeah that it was it was honestly pretty easy for me i just kind of dove into like a movie that is a any movie that's like about the feeling of gratitude or like taking inventory for something that, you know, is often something you do take for granted or uh, is a movie that I am simply glad exists because it does something or says something that is really important or meaningful to me. Yeah, that was about it. It was pretty straightforward on my end. 
Love it. I love it. We're going to have very different approaches to this episode. I think it's going to leave for a fun uh, fun time talking about these movies. So before we get into it, of course, let's go over the rules of the show. Once we, we set a topic or theme and go our separate ways to construct our own three-film stack, then after a week, we come back here on the podcast and share our own stacks one film at a time. Then at the end of the show, we'll mix and match. Sorry, I had a little bit of wine for dinner. Then at the end of the show, we'll mix and match our <laughs> nine films to make the ultimate decision what quintessential three-film stack we're going to check out in the video store. Don't drink and podcast. Dude. Come on. I had to. You did that only for one it's episode. It's a Thanksgiving episode. Yeah, that's Guys, true. That's true. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Okay. First of all, disclaimer viewers, I'm not an alcoholic. Second of all, uh, this Thanksgiving weekend, I went up to Napa. And let's just say I went a little Mads Mickelson. All right. Oh, what a oh, night. What a night. What a beautiful. I went to Francis Ford Coppola's winery, and that was... Oh, I heard good things about Coppola's winery. It's so winery, crazy. Though. It's like... Their it's wine a, is really good. I My dad and I split a $100 steak. Um, mm, and let me just tell steak. you, it, it lived up to the price. Uh, I had the Sophia Coppola wine, and that wine was just as good as her film Lost in Translation. Which is safe to say is one of my favorite movies of all time. That one was amazing. Um, and there's like right. a little uh, Francis Ford Coppola museum. It was so cool. I saw some of the costumes from Dracula there. There's some so many Apocalypse Now things. It, there was more Apocalypse Now stuff than Godfather stuff, which was weird. Thinking you know it's an Italian place, there'd be God. I, I don't know, but there was that big champagne glass from One from the Heart, which I it's a movie you gotta see. It was really cool. Took a picture of that. Yeah, I'll put some photos in the in here. I took a few photos. Uh, took a picture of me uh, soy facing at Marlon Brando. Stop! What are you doing, Chris? Because <laughs> you were, you were doing like know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I wish the audience could see it. I'm just making a dumb face of like, like mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh God! Uh, my dog is staying with me, by the way, guys. So if you're barking, that's just he hates it when I make silly voices. So. You hear a bark. He's just telling me to shut up. Um, so I'm gonna get back to podcasting voice. Um, and I'm up first, actually, with my first movie that I'm thankful for. Um, I decided to choose my favorite childhood film. My favorite film. This was my favorite film of all time until uh, the Avengers yeah, came out. No, oh. the the Avengers was my okay. So here it, I had one favorite film until the Avengers came out. Then Man of Steel came out. Then Ant Man came out. Uh, then just all those films went l- lower, and then I just saw more movies. You know, um, no, it was Avengers, <laughs> Man of Steel, Big Lebowski. Because then I I started realizing that movie was really good. Then Ant Man. Then, anyways, um, this was my favorite film until 2012. If I had a letterbox from the day I was born, this is probably the film that I've seen <laughs> more than any movie ever. I've seen this movie so many times, um, and th- I'm just thankful that this movie exists because I have a feeling it got me into movies to begin with, you know? It is the 2002 animated classic directed by no. Chris Wedge, Ice Age. God. It is Ice Age is my first pick. Fair. Uh, fair. I, I, as a kid, was Incorrect, obsessed. but fair. I- incorrect that I was thankful for this movie? Why am I no, incorrect? Incorrect. <laughs> that's no, a classic that it, that's not that's not a classic yeah it is it is a it is a classic listen it cre- it created the blue sky studio 
The whole reason why Disney bought Fox was for that studio. Did you know that? No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's true. That's absolutely true. Um, it is a phenomenal film full of such iconic characters. Uh, Sid, Manny, Diego, the baby. I mean, there's so I much vitriol. Baby. There's so I much vitriol that. behind that baby. And, you know, that wouldn't exist if it weren't for this movie. You know, That's <laughs> true, I guess. I don't think anyone has ever hated a baby more. Maybe Boss Baby, you know, but... Um, no, Boss Baby too. Good movie. Okay, well, I'm... You know, people still hate the baby, but uh, I think I don't think anyone has <laughs> fuck them kids, bro. Disdain for the look of a human infant more than the infant in this movie, and I don't get it. I think the baby's cute. You know, I think the you realize really that baby cute. is six feet tall. Yeah, it's cute. You ever think about that? <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> it's taller Inbred than me. <laughs> Inbred. <laughs> uh maybe honestly actually no i don't maybe I don't, yeah, cavemen you know, they're cavemen they I don't, they don't they don't know what they were thinking you know uh can we blame them for that they didn't have that sort of judgment i don't know oh okay yeah sure do, do dogs oh, do oh. that so, i don't know <laughs> i don't know yeah, brain's like oh you're comparing cavemen to dogs huh <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah all you cavemen come sound off the comments below and come Come defend yourselves. Oh wait, you're all dead. Uh-huh. Um. Anyways, <laughs> where where are we going with this? Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I love I this movie. Just, yeah. Uh, Sid the Sloth is one of my favorite cinematic characters of all time. Um, it made me. You know, people, kids were dinosaur kids. I was a dinosaur kid for a second, but I was, I was more so. I was more so a prehistoric mammal kid. I Ew. loved. I Ew. loved. What? Dinosaur kids with dinosaur kids are bullied mammal kids. Yeah, dinosaur kids for life. Chris and I would have like pushed you into a lake. Yeah, we'll tell that to the dinosaurs, huh? (laughs) She, well, they they're now chickens, you know. (laughs) The Labrea tar pits. Prehistoric mammals evolved into badass things. Still, you know, there's still elephants and like tigers and shit around. Well, there's just that's a better idea. Dinosaurs just became fucking chickens, bro. Like, who cares? Elephant Chris, that's stuff. a better idea. Let's push them in the Brea tar pits instead. Yeah. George, <laughs> come come play where we play, huh? <laughs> well, my dojo, the La Brea tar pits. <laughs> this <laughs> is Brazil. <laughs> Splish splash, I was digging a bat. No. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I love this movie. Not very many people do, which was a weird... Yeah. You know, I've had many realizations in my life that people hate things that I love. And I think that was a very... <laughs> There's three moments where I had this. Um, I remember uh, there was a time where I found out it was in college that everyone hated Ice Age. And I was like, what? Ice Age is great. I remember I watched a bunch of people and they're like, oh yeah, this movie sucks. I was like, what? And then um, there's another time in high school. This is when I found out that everyone hated Jar Jar Pinks because all my friends are going around they're like oh what's your favorite stars character like man mine's jar jar binks and they're like what the fuck is wrong with you you're so stupid and i was like what and then the third time was when i found out that everyone hated sonic the hedgehog and what they would do on deviant art with them with the sonic characters and i was like what the fuck (laughs) those are three three uh foundational moments in my life where i discovered the things i like are uh pretty disdained by a lot of group people you know um, but I'm still thankful this movie exists because it, <laughs> I think it's humor. I think uh, it's creativity made me into the person I am today because I watched it so many times as a kid. So I say just my number Fair. one. <laughs>
Very fair. So, no, yeah. I say just good. Like, I mean, I, I have not personally seen it in quite a, quite a large amount of time, but I mean, I do remember like enjoying myself. I will say though, it's not my favorite of the Ice Age uh, pentology, I believe. Um, <laughs> but you know, like, hey, to each top their own. Top three though. It's top three, right? Wait, it is not, top three. It's not your favorite? No. Number Dawn three of the number Dinosaurs three. is his favorite. Honestly, I agree, to be honest. Yeah. It, I, Dinosaur Kids. The first three are good. Collision Course is okay. <laughs> Once and always. Collision Course kids. sucks. Continental Drift sucks. But the first three, are, I like the first three. Meltdown is okay. No, it's yeah. not. Meltdown's good. I remember no, seeing that in theaters for my birthday. I invited all my friends, and we loved it. Anyways, yeah. Cool. Who's next? Well, Brandon. Uh, yeah, we, th- we don't want to talk about Ice Age. Oh, oh, yeah, Brandon. Do you, do you, have you want, want to add to it? Ice Age is fine. It's like, whatever. Like, the baby's ugly, but, you know. I I don't know. When I look at that story, like, the best stuff about it is, like... It's three men and a baby. I It's three men and a baby and uh, prehistoric... Well, not prehistoric. Is it prehistoric? Yeah. It's, I think I so, mean, okay, yeah. Okay, pre... Prehistoric you can America? Call any, anything before, like, human civilization is prehistoric, you know? Yeah, so we didn't have writing yet, obviously. We had cave drawings. Yeah. Um, but Ice Age is okay. Like, I don't hate the movie. I think it's fun. Uh, I just, I think the only good one is the third one, frankly. But that's because I like Simon Pegg in that movie. He's good. Uh, although, you know, the arc of, the, of them trying to become, like, this found family is very sweet, I will say. Yeah, I love that. It's like, you know, I feel like, you know, friends as family is a big, big thing in my life, you know? I have and, a feeling uh, if we watch that movie, it's going to be like hoodwinked. It's going to be, or I think it's going to be like, we're going to see each other in that movie, I think. Who is who? I think you're Manny. You're totally Manny, Brandon. I'm Manny? Yeah. You know, Chris Does that is, mean Chris is? Chris is Diego. Obviously. You're sick. I'm the ba- I'm baby. He's you're baby. the ugly baby from No, the stacked podcast is our ugly little baby. Is our is our ugly baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like this. I like how this turned out. Yeah, all right. Someone do fan art that, please. Someone photoshop that fan art that. I don't know. Um Milo, I'm counting on you. Milo, if you're listening, I hope he is. You, you know he liked Ice Age, I think. You know, or maybe I just forced him to like Ice Age. <laughs> Sound off in the comments below, Milo. Were you just shilling for me? I don't know. Or did you actually like the Ice Age movies? Because we d- we played with our Ice Age toys quite a bit when we were kids. I know Milo was a Manny fan. Milo was Manny and I was Sid when we were growing up. Uh, anyways, Ice Age. All right. Chris, you're up. No, no, Brandon. All right. Sorry, not you. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Never mind. Brandon. All right. Well, I, I have a feeling Ethan's not going to like my first pick. Let's go. So. So uh, <laughs> Avatar, let's go. We, we, no, no, we, we can't, can't choose Avatar. Avatar. <laughs> we can't. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, we could talk about Avatar too. You haven't even seen it. Yeah, but I'm still thankful for it. But it, I'm not going to pick that. I'm not going to pick. We that can movie. talk about movies we've never seen. Hence, me talking about <laughs> Tombstone. <laughs> you still haven't seen it. I still haven't seen Tombstone. But I'm, about <laughs> I'm uh, so stupid. Okay. Yeah, all right. So our first film, my first film is a 2018 film uh, that contains things to be thankful for. It's a very, like, the characters feel thankful in the movie. Came out around Thanksgiving time. No, I know. It's called Instant Family. Hey! Yes! 
Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I didn't even think of this. I'm so, yes. Yes, it's the family. Oh, this movie rocks. Fuck you, Ethan. It's so good. It's so good, Ethan. You won't give it a chance because you don't like families. What do you mean? I just talked about it like yeah but they're not real they're not real like this who's not real what are you talking about who's not real the found family and the ice age it's animated it's not real the found family here is really no it's real oh brandon's invalidating the animated medium right there everybody just because they're (laughs) animated doesn't mean their their stories aren't real you're here first. okay okay let's tell the audience what this movie is about because they probably haven't seen it because they Good, they wouldn't know it smart. exists. No, because they just don't know. Uh, it's a 2018 film about a, a couple who decides to adopt three kids. Uh, and essentially, uh, they find their family that way, even though there are these hijinks across the way. And I don't think people talk about this enough, but we're missing in that family film department in the modern age, I think. If a movie's not an animated movie like by Pixar or Disney or something like that. I think there's no li- good live action family movies like there were when we were growing up. Like you guys just watched Cheaper by the Dozen for like the first time or the first time in a while and it actually was really good, right? Yeah. That was a good movie. Right? I don't I mean I give four and a half. I fucking loved that movie. Right. And it's like, why don't we have movies like that? And this is the I would say the the modern example of that. Because it's not super like adult. You know, it's got rude humor in it, but I think it's PG-13, but like it feels like those old fashioned and vintage family movies. And I'm thankful for that because it makes me feel something, you know, and it doesn't feel super melodramatic. It feels very natural and off the cuff, even if like it doesn't work for some people because they find it campy or cheesy. You know, I'm not naming anybody by any chance, Ethan, Uh, but I Chris and I were both touched by this movie. Remember, the whole theater was except for Ethan, the little Grinch sitting in the middle of the theater. (laughs) <laughs> Mr. I'm, Scrooge I'm, I'm about to lose it <laughs> Chris what do you uh, think yeah I remember I remember going to this movie with you guys and just be like I think like 2018 was also the same year as Smallfoot right yeah it was just a good year for Man, it was a good year for like good, unexpected unexpected movies that piss you off you falling for bad shit shut up fuck <laughs> you who gave you rights? <laughs> Who gave me rights? It's, yeah. Your capitalistic society gave me rights, you fogey. I guess that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah, I really enjoyed this movie. I think it's a very endearing film. Obviously not the most, you know, sophisticated of films, but I think it it treaded the right line for me between like being like so mediocre in its own way, but almost being endearing because it's so grounded in it. Mm-hmm. And like it's very like it's very I feel like it's also a film that's very honest about what it's trying to do and who when what kind of film it is. So it's not swinging for anything further than it can reach. So it plays to its strengths really well. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah, I think it works really well. Um, what's the name of the 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 mo- the person who plays the mom? Rose Byrne. Mark Rose Byrne. Um, I think her and Mark Wahlberg are great together in this movie. Yeah, I agree. and uh, Isabella Moner is great i i i wish her career took off the like we had like we had hoped because uh you know she saw we saw dora the next year i believe it was awful and it wasn't wasn't quite as good it was um, awful <laughs> it happened to but her. 
the hell happened to her? She, she just went to do Netflix movies, and most people who go to do Netflix movies never get out of that. Yeah. Except for like Noah Centineo, apparently. Yeah, look at him go. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I personally really enjoyed this movie. I think it's I think it's simple and sweet and gets to the point. And you know, sometimes that's all I need. I agree. Did you guys know that Isabella Moner changed her name? Yes, I did. It's Isabella Merced now. Merced? Is it just Merced or Merced? Merced, Oh, yes, I I do remember. I do remember when that happened. Hmm. Okay. Look at that. She's going to be in Madam Web. Oh, really? Well, maybe her film career is taking off. She's She's back. back. (laughs) Yeah, and Madam Web. Wish you the best of luck on that one. Yeah, good luck with Sony on Marvel projects. <laughs> those are those are rough. Um, I don't know what you two are talking about with this movie. <laughs> I listen. I didn't watch any trailers for this. Uh, I just knew the cast when we went to go see it, and I was like, "All right, uh-huh. you guys seem very excited for it. Let's go see it." You know. Um, and I do like these kind of movies. You know, I was I was I like Cheaper by the Dozen and stuff like that, and just the these characters like the writing was so horrible in this movie it's not it it it's felt not. it felt like a just the such a fake movie i didn't feel like any of these characters were real people um i say like in my review i like i got i lost like so i i lost everything in the character so i started paying attention to, like the editing and like the score and that all felt fake too it was just like I don't know. When you're trying to like emotionally invest me, you just you gotta have people I can like attach myself to. But these just felt like this felt like a Netflix movie. You know, it was just ugh. no. It's one of the good Netflix movies. I I just I couldn't stand it. And then and then I just felt all the more like schizophrenic when everyone else was losing their mind in the movie <laughs> while we were watching. Like, yeah. I don't think I've ever felt more like glitch in the Matrix than seeing this movie. That's how I felt during Free Guy and Venom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was literally the Tim Robinson going, "What the hell?" What the I was hell? looking around, you know? Like I was like, "What is happening? What is happening to our society?" Um Yeah. We should be championing movies like these. No, we shouldn't cuz these are fake because, movies. Because if without these movies, we wouldn't get the dramas and the comedies in theaters. And Chris is leaving. Chris doesn't care. Yeah, see, no one cares. <laughs> no, I was, just, I was just lighting a candle. Oh, okay. Ooh, got, got romantic. <laughs> um, yeah, I I couldn't care less about this movie. It it hurt me because it made me. Feel it like hurt was, you. It hurt me because it mentally because it made me feel like I was going insane. 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 And I I feel like I feel like I go insane whenever I talk about this movie because I'm like. This movie sucked, but everyone in the movie was like, everyone in the theater was just loving it. And I was 81% like, of critics liked it. I know. I'm just like, what? What, what is happening? <laughs> I guess you're in the minority. I remember, I remember there was this, this guy in the theater, you know, whenever it was like the group meetings, with the parents, and they were telling the, the worst jokes ever. The guy was just like, and I was like, and that was oh. Brandon. Yeah. And it was Brandon. He was <laughs> yeah. in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it with this movie. I couldn't handle it. Pathetic. You know? That's all I question. Because I'm not I'm not cut out for my own instant family. Uh, oh well. 
guess it's just that's just the life of me, I guess. Mm. All right, I guess. Let's stop talking about Chris. Chris, Chris. What's, your, what's your thankful movie? All right, my all right. I am going to speed through this first one because this movie is so unpopular. It only has seventy five reviews on Letterboxd. What? Uh, neither what? of you, have, neither of you have seen this movie. <laughs> Brandon, oh, you want to hear something? Part of the reason I'm picking this is also because I want to tell the story. Brandon, I watched this movie with your parents while you were taking a nap when I went to when I went to Wait, what? yours for Thanksgiving. When did this happen? This was back in um, <laughs> November nineteenth, twenty eighteen. I'm glad that you shared a moment with my parents. That's all I'm happy about. That's crazy. We watched Patrick Shen's uh, documentary "In Pursuit of Silence." Sounds like um, what my is, parents like. It's a movie about the impact of noise in our lives, and it tells us it, um, it like it kind of just like treks through this kind of like globe trotting journey, but like it's all with characters who are kind of like in absolute peace because they've found silence. Um, so yeah, the reason I'm thankful for this and the reason that this movie comes up as well in, in addition to the fact that I wanted to share that story, that I watched a movie of Brandon's parents while he was taking a nap, <laughs> uh, is that this movie is like, this movie bears a very meaningful message to me. You know, I feel like it's easy, like I'm sure all of us, like and anyone listening would agree that like, it's easy to get caught up in the hustle and bustle of life and trying to, further your career or whatnot you know all you know all that hustle mumbo jumbo but you know every now and then it's important to take a step back and appreciate the little things and i think this is this is one of those movies that really does do that for me um granted i have not seen this movie or really thought of this movie up until this stack um but i do remember kind of like being taken aback by its messaging and Simple as that. That's why I want to throw this out there, especially because I know I'm never going to talk about this movie. So there you go. <laughs> My parents are going to read them like, in a week, boys. I they've got more choices for you, Chris. If you need some more thankful movies, like food <laughs> documentaries. Sure Brandon, can you call your dad right now and ask him about this movie? Yeah, if you want. Yeah, call him. Okay, I don't know if he'll pick oh, up. <laughs> Hold on. Father. I def. I think I. I def. I, I wanna, absolutely watched I it with one of your on parents. It. I don't know. I don't know if your dad, if it was your dad or your mom, or if they were both there. It sounds. I like remember someone else in the watch. Room. Both of them would watch it. <laughs> All right, hold on. Let's see if he's gonna put on speaker. What are you doing? We're on, we're a lot of podcasts. We're live. Hello. Hey, Dad. Hey, so uh, we're recording a podcast right now for Stacked, and Chris wants to know your opinions on a certain movie. Okay. Uh, Chris, what was the movie again? In Pursuit of Silence. In Pursuit of Silence. Do you remember that movie? Not off the top of my head. No, he doesn't. All right. Okay. Well, thank there you for you your help, Dad. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. that was a failure <laughs> that, live that on the special podcast. Moment, I just want to let you know that special moment you had with Brand's parents, they don't remember it at all. <laughs> that is. <laughs> you know, the call was brought as, to you as by, is the way. Brought to you by our sponsor. <laughs> all right, there's my first pick. Established boy. titles, just all kidding. Right. Okay, hey, I like ahead. silence just as much as the next guy. But not when recording a podcast. <laughs> <'Cause I'm> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
so let's go on to our the second round here. Um, unless you have something to say, Brandon, do you have anything to say about Pursuit of Silence? Never heard of this movie in my life. I don't even remember <sighs> the either. event this happened. How yeah, this happened. Uh, you were taking a nap anyway, so I was. I was taking so. a nap. I don't know. Yeah, you think your nap was better than that movie? Do you think probably it, it was worth it in the end? <laughs> Just kidding. I you don't missed know. out on the special moment. You know, your parents might have forgot, but you could have remembered. Anyway. I would have become a monk if I watched that movie. <laughs> what if there was an alternate universe where you did and that like changed you? Uh, all right, let's get into the second round here. Um, the next movie I'm thankful for is uh, I'm gonna pick a movie that sort of like makes me thankful for uh, how my palate has grown and how my way of speaking about the cinematic medium has grown. I feel like this was one of the first movies where I truly grasped um I feel like it was one of the first movies that truly challenged me in a way that I really enjoyed um in a way that made me try to grasp grapple it and really make put an effort into you know create something meaningful meaningful and uh study the philosophy behind it um and just in turn because that makes me thankful just for my degree in film you know um I'm picking uh, one of my favorite movies of all time now. Uh, it's A Pisha Pong where a set to cool is Uncle Boon Me Who Can Recall His Past Lives. Um, classic. It's a classic. There you go. You yeah. know, um, we watched That's a film this. studies classic. That's a film studies classic. I watched it with you guys. Ethan, um, we had the presentation together. We did the presentation. Look, I'm going to throw up the, the picture of Brandon holding up the movie when we watched it at your and Chris's place. With the cr- with the candy necklace, you had the candy necklace because we were talking about uh, uh, Giles Deleuze, his sort of theories about time, you know, time being a circle and how time can overlap on each other, you know, and how that's reflected in the cinematic medium through you know uh, editing theory and how you can edit different pieces in time together, um. And you can see that through, you know, this story of reincarnation where Uncle Boonmi is able to bounce back between multiple lives he once lived and will live, you know, is him is the cow, the catfish, the human, you know. Um this movie just also a lot of people were bored with this movie when we saw it in our class, you know. I know a couple of our students fell asleep while we were watching it, but I I was floored the whole time. I I have never seen a director um able to capture like the gravitas of atmosphere of just silent atmosphere like Apisha Pongwara said to cool where he's able to sound mix his movies um because he does this in memoria as well which is one of my favorite movies of this year where it's, it's just good. like you are able to take in I just feel like the gravity of the whole world through sound, you know, you're able, you're able to feel the globe rotating through sound in his movies. You know, he's, uh, he, he's just the master of, you know, most of the shots in his movies are, you know, wide shots and they're long takes. And he just, he really takes his time with his stories, his characters, exploring these complex themes, you know, of, um, you know temporality of uh humans of film um of just life itself and you know the cycles and he goes a lot into you know uh a lot of you know uh buddhist theory in this movie you know um 
And I'm just thankful that this movie exists because this was like, you know, this was my third eye movie, if you think about it. You know, this was the one where I watched a lot of movies, you know, and, uh, you know, film history and, you know, film aesthetics, you know, where I was like, I didn't feel challenged by these movies, you know, it was like French New Wave, whatever, you know, but once we got into Fury's class and she showed us this one, this was the one where I was like, okay. Really? Yeah, I was like, this was like this was the one where I was like, okay, I fucking I'm I'm fucking into it now, you know. I was like, this my is... two were vagabond and cachet. I liked cachet, but it wasn't like a movie that I don't know. I I didn't feel challenged by it, you know, and I didn't feel motivated to break down that movie. Um, I didn't. I wasn't really that big of a fan of vagabond. I, I liked it, but I just, I neither was I. But it opened my but, eyes. I, I just I felt truly truly challenged in a positive way with uh, Uncle Boone Me, and uh, I was lucky enough to see it in theaters uh, at the Frida Cinema, and that was just phenomenal. I feel like, you know, Apisha Pong where said to cool his movies are like meant to be seen on a big screen, hence why Memory is never gonna come. <laughs> it's only just gonna be in theaters for the rest of the time, which makes me so mad too. Because I want. That I can't believe there. I predicted that movie. <laughs> I know I can't believe. Like I text, I was like, "Dude, I think I know where this movie's going," <laughs> and then I was right. I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's. I just, I just get so jazzed when I think about that movie and break down that movie and the philosophy behind it all. And I'm thankful that I have that I have the ability to do that because I think a lot of times these days, you know, we talk a lot about like what's going on with movies these days, you know, and like the pacing, the pacing and how people receive movies. And I'm thankful that I can that, you know, I as well as we can have the education to talk about movies like this. And when I think about that concept, I think about this movie. So that's why I chose it. What do you guys think about this? We all saw it together. Chris, what about you? Uh, I'm def. I feel like I of the bunch. Well, actually, technically, Brandon's the least warm on it because you gave it a three. I gave it a three and a half. Um, but I will say, like, I, I like over the years, like I've noticed, like of the many movies that we went through throughout film studies, this one I don't think has necessarily stuck with me in terms of like creating a larger meaning or anything, or uh, you know, creating or you know, eliciting a uh, like a extremely strong emotion out of me. But what it did for me very much was kind of give me such a great springboard for me to understand how tone works in film. Because I think of, of the many things one could say about this film, the, my big takeaway is, like you said, Ethan, like the, like the director's ability to manipulate images and sound in order to elicit a feeling of almost this kind of sublimity, which I find really interesting because I feel like among like in in the world of film that's one of the harder emotions to convey because it's such a grand unknowable feeling um and yeah like you said the director like i i'm, I'm calling him the director because i'm awful at pronouncing his name just call um, him joe because that's what the westerners yeah. call him <laughs> joe yeah oh really Okay. Yeah. Mama. Um, ah, you no, it's, it, no, it's no, it's not. It's no, not. That's, that's actually it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I have a lot of admiration for this film, but I wouldn't necessarily say this is a personal favorite of mine. But uh, I'm glad it is yours, Ethan, because yeah, this movie has a uh, deserves a spot somewhere. I feel like we all had that film, you know, 
that one film yeah. in our you know or in our fury class that we all just really dug our teeth into and this one was mine you know brandon we did a presentation on this together like well yeah what, what for me i mean i'm not like the biggest fan of the movie i prefer memoria i'd say not just because i figured it out but because i think i saw it in the theater yeah which i thought was really cool well, you know we what did I mean? Kind of see this in a theater. We saw it in a screening room, but it's not like well, a theater. I know what you it's mean. different. You know what I mean? Like yeah, watching yeah. a movie with like an audience who is like a stranger to you versus like our class, which a is student. like we knew all those people. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was really interesting to see the director break down concepts of memory and time and loss and grief. Yeah. I, I thought it was like extremely beautiful. Uh, yeah. Is it? the most straightforward movie in terms of like the story it's telling no but i do think if i revisited it at some point that it would definitely be higher up on my list uh meaning i would give it a higher rating because i think what it said it was a very introductory movie but what it's saying is really meaningful you know i think i had awoken earlier to the idea but as the class went on i felt myself more challenged by the films that were yeah. we were watching you know we watched gummo around the same time i think <laughs> yeah so, oh yeah yeah we're not going to talk about that but no. i hope we're not talking unless. about that movie <laughs> unless but yeah <laughs> it, i agree with you in why you said it is your, why a movie you're thankful for all righty well brandon let's take us in your second one shall we all right uh my second film is Let's go with the 1999 film by Kevin Smith. I'm picking Dogma. Thankful for Dogma. All right. Here's here's my reasoning, right? Because the film on its surface is not one of my favorite films. I really love it. But it's a film you cannot find today. If you're trying to look online for a copy of Dogma, you're not going to find it. Because uh, if you do find it, it'll be like $200. And that's because... This poster is funny as hell. Yeah, it's got Matt Damon, it's got uh, Ben Affleck in it, and it's about uh, these angels or, like, devils who come to Earth, essentially, and, like, take out evildoers, because, like, and it's a sacrilegious as hell movie, and I think that's why I'm thankful for it, not because I'm not religious, but because the art form can do something like that, can satire something so pure and, like... You know, that the the idea that a film could have that voice and tone and get away with it by also presenting a fairly competent story. I'm not the biggest fan of Kevin Smith, but it is very interesting and highbrow how he tackles these concepts. And I'm thankful for it because I actually was able to see it. You know, it's a film that's so hard to see, uh, so hard to find, but also a film that I really enjoy. So I don't know. I think, Ethan, I think you might have seen this. I've seen this movie, yeah. Yeah, but it's not its not like the best film I've ever seen or a film that, oh, I'm thankful because I've watched this a hundred times and this is why I'm into movies. But it's a movie that I'm thankful for just because it exists. Yeah, I i don't know. I, I go back and forth on Kevin Smith and... Uh, he His just, movies? He, and, and this movie. Or I think this person. movie's good. I think this movie's good. I don't think it's great. Um, you know, I think... You know, I'll always, I'll always hold Clerks as one of my favorite movies, just because I love. I think that's just say what you will about Kevin Smith. I think I think he knows how to work with a low budget. You know, I agree. Uh, 
That's fair. That's that's something really admirable about him. Um, I just think he just has a hard time uh, controlling himself when it comes to writing and directing sometimes. Just especially, you know, as his career went on. Um, And you can kind of start to see it here. Um, I just think he's not really, I don't think he's great at directing actors sometimes. Um, Which I think you could really see with characters like uh, uh, Linda Florentino's character. I didn't like, you know, she's the main character, but I I don't really know what she was doing in this movie. I don't know. It was kind of weird. And like, you know, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are good because, you know, it's Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, but you know, the rest of the characters in the background uh, aren't, I don't know, they're not the best. And like, I, I noticed something in the film that like, as the, as the movie goes on, sort of the, the satire, I feel like it's more and more intelligent as the story goes on. But once it starts, I feel like it's a bit shallow, if that makes any sense. Um, no i agree but it is it is interesting yeah you don't really see um i think you do see commentaries like this or satires uh like this these days i just don't think you see them this explicit if that makes you know um i it's hard for religious i think because religious film because i don't think they really release them i you know They'll heavily censor. That, yeah, I guess that's true. But, you know, I mean, you look at films like, I don't know, like, uh, uh, not The Last Temptation. Uh, Is that Scorsese? Last Temptation? Yeah, Last Temptation. But that's not a satire. It's not a satire. That's not satire, but I still think it's a criticism of uh, the iconography, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. It's not a satire, but I truly think it's an. uh, it's a movie that sort of tackles, you know, the, um, the the corruption behind, uh, you know, how people have retold, you know, the story and how it's become something like this, you know, uh, which I think Kevin Smith takes a bit more. I'm not saying crude in a bad way, but it's more crude and like, you know, in a funny way, you know, because there's a big poo demon in this movie, um. Which I, I'll, I'll be is a funny scene in the movie. I think it's great. The poo demon. So um, would you describe it as not funny? haha, funny weird. I'd say I'd say funny like a clown. <laughs> like funny like a clown. Funny how? Interesting. <laughs> funny how? <laughs> funny how? No, I think it, I think this movie is. Uh, I think it's funnier and funnier as it goes on. Um, it just starts a little rough, I think. But I think this movie's good. Um, it is certainly one of the better Kevin Smith movies I've seen. I think it's. Like, I agree. I I think it might be. It's like this one, Chasing Amy, and uh, Clerks are my favorites. I would say. Screw Clerks. Okay. Well, all right. <laughs> Chris, what do you th- have? You ever heard Dogma? No. Nope. I've only seen one Kevin James film. Kevin James. Kevin Smith. <laughs> Kevin Smith. <laughs> That's Kevin not Smith, true, sorry. Chris. I know you've seen many Kevin James films. <laughs> I I have seen many Kevin James films. Um, Here comes. I've only seen one Kevin Smith film, and it's Tusk. So. I don't know much about this guy. That, that um, that's, you're you're starting a low bar, you know. It only gets better. I, I'm sure, it only I'm gets sure, better I'm from sure. Tusk. But Ethan, uh, post the, the crying selfie right now. <laughs> I'm not not only will I post one, I will post many. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. Hearing you guys describe this movie makes this movie sound ridiculous, absolutely insane. Um, there's a poo demon. Yes. 
There's but Chris, Demon you would love this movie, Chris. I'm pretty sure. Honestly, the, I will say, like, just hearing it, I'm like, this could be disastrous or this could be really great. Uh, so we'll see. But it is an interesting idea and thumbs up from me. There you go. All righty. Uh, Chris, let's go into your second one, shall we? All right. I'm going to make this one fast. Because uh, we've talked about this movie before. Yep. Another quickie. Uh, I'm picking Soul. Oh, yeah. You probably saw this one coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We've talked about this movie before. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna retread anything too much. Uh, the reason that I'm so grateful for this movie, though, is because I it came. This movie came to me at a time in my life where I really needed the message that it conveyed um, about like soaking up the little things and not, you know, learning to take a step back. Kind of like 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 I said about uh, in pursuit of silence earlier. Like movies that remind me to be thankful for the little things and just take a step back from the craziness and hecticness of the world is something that I find really valuable. And soul for me is the movie that makes me like, that turns me into a complete mess. I have not seen this movie since it came out because it like, I've, I've mentioned this before, but like, I like when I watched the movie, I had to pause it because I couldn't stop crying. And like, I had to like bury my face into a pillow on the couch because Aww. of it. Uh, but yeah, it, it had a big effect on me, and uh, I am thankful that this movie exists because it 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 gave me something that I needed to hear at the time. So, yeah, there you go. Simple as that. Uh, I know there's a lot of res- there there are reservations about this movie, and there's definite there's definite room for like you know improvement in many areas. I actually like now that I think about it, like in the in my head, the second act like pretty much doesn't exist in my head because the third and first <laughs> acts are so strong. But I know that if I went back to that movie, that second act is probably going to drag. But yes. the 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 strengths that I feel, especially from that final act, is so strong and overwhelmingly emotional for me that I personally can overlook that second act. Um, but yeah, just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, you guys want to add anything to this conversation? We've talked about this movie a ton. I feel like this is probably one of the last times I'm ever going to mention this movie. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've talked about this movie so many times. Just go to our, I think our most poignant conversation is our best of 2020 episode. Yes. Uh, oh, so yeah. if you want to hear us go into depth in soul, go check that out. Um, but I won't, I won't, I'm not going to invalidate your love your, and your thankfulness. Cause I know this movie does mean a lot to you, Chris. I think we all have that one movie that's sort of, you know, uh, our existential wake up call, you know, um yeah or are sort of are it's sort of like a wake-up slap i should say you know because it's more it's more <laughs> of a t- it's more of a tough love wake-up call you know because you, you're Fair. you're put yeah. through a lot you know for me it's uh end of evangelion uh for brandon what about you brandon what's your uh yeah what's, what's the movie that what's breaks you brandon on? what movie broke like, you breaks me like what in an like existential like, way, like emotionally like, like makes you just like oh like like i just gotta get out and live you know curious case of benjamin button what oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a what a we we should we should uh we should triple watch that God one day we are i watched it with ethan <laughs> and he loved it just kidding <laughs> <laughs> You guys are laughing at the movie that broke me. It's, I just, I didn't, I wasn't expecting it. I'm going to be honest. I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> but, yeah. I, but, hey, no, here, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, 
support you on that claim because the last scene of that movie is pretty good. It's yeah. Really and that that is very much in the vein of Soul and End of Evangelion, you know? I yeah. I just I prematurely jumped to the old man baby uh going in flexing in the mirror going Yeah. <laughs> you know, that I I forgot about the ending. And Yeah. You know what? I I I don't doubt it. That's a good one. But, you know, um Soul, yeah, that that was a movie that really needed to come out in December of 2020. You know, we mm. were we were all locked away for the winter. That's when we were like, we were so unsure. That was like, we were nine months into the pandemic. You know, we were just like, when when's this fucking gonna fucking end? What am I gonna do with my life? You know, and that is it like, ever gonna end? <laughs> and we were so we were so focused on what is what is happening to the world right now what is it you know our problems were so big that we forgot to focus on the small stuff you know um i just you know the second act just it, it i still think it's a good movie it just kind of shoots itself in the foot with that second act it didn't have to do that you know they yeah i just feel like they could have written that to just be a bit more i i, I would say a bit more appropriate but a respectful respectful i think there's uh, one scene that's good in the second act i don't i don't even remember i've only seen the movie once it's when joe is on the shoulders of uh 22 and talking to his mom through 22 fuck i don't remember this movie that well <laughs> wow okay wow this is crazy that you chris picked was too it. busy That's... crying he's like this movie means every it's my it's my bible it means everything huh? maybe he just likes it because he has a <laughs> no it's great though i mean i do think there's a lot of good here i think what it says about living your life it, especially in the time that we went through during covid is really great especially in contrast to other films released at the time may i remind the class of wonder woman 1984 oh my god movies back to back i remember i think yeah. i watched that earlier in the night like no the day before and i was so pissed yeah you're like oh the first one was so good and the second one's just so trash but soul like reminds you like wow this movie is like philosophical and important and I, I, I do really like it. I just think, like, Ethan, it's got issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it made it makes so much sense that you put this on your on your list, you know? That is a that is a cornerstone Chris philosophy movie, you know? And totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's get into this final, final round, round, baby. Final round here. Um, I am going to go with. Okay, so I went with the movie that sort of got me into movies, you know, that I loved. Then I went with the yeah. movie that sort of opened my mind. I I kind of wanted to get I wanted to do the movie that I'm thankful for because it is the it is the first movie I wrote about. It is the first movie that I wrote an analysis for, a review for. And without writing this, I don't think I would be where I am. I think Brandon knows what movie this is. <laughs> it is a uh, it is the 2013 classic Thor the Dark World is my last film in the stack. <laughs> Brandon's, he's logged off. He's gone. He's gone. Yeah, Chris is gone too. <laughs> um, I, I, think, I think I would like to read my review for Thor the Dark World. This is the first. <laughs> oh, no. This is the oh, first this is always. Review. 
<laughs> Ethan's <laughs> early reviews are always so funny. I wrote this on November 8th, 2013. I was in 8th grade. Um, I think this movie's bad, but when I saw <laughs> it, I gave it four stars. And I said, here's my review. <laughs> wow, what a great movie. This movie had a lot of this movie had a great mix of action, drama, and comedy. I really loved Loki in this movie. I think Loki was the best in this movie. Then Thor and the Avengers. I also liked Heimdall and Curse in this movie. They were such badasses. <laughs> Parentheses. I hear custom Lego big figure. If anyone didn't know, I used to customize Lego minifigures when I was in eighth grade, and I really wanted to make one of Curse. That character that nobody knows in Thor: The Dark World. He was like, he was like, he killed Frigga's Frigga. He killed Frigga's mom, mean? and yeah, he was like Frigga, big, not Frigga's big... mom. Frigga oh, is yeah. the mom. Thor's mom, Frigga. Uh, <laughs> the the Frigga, Frig, Frigga, Frigga. Yeah. Um, and then it ends with this movie brings more to the Thor world than the first movie, and I think all you, and I think all of you should check it out. You know, that was my first review of a movie ever. I think I Marvel it. saw that and said, let's put it in Endgame. Yeah, they're like, we're, <laughs> okay. we're doing this for you, dude. Um, I've seen this movie plenty more times after, and I've realized that it is probably the worst MCU movie. I think it is a whole, I don't think it's a great movie at all. It almost gave Brandon a heart attack when we... <laughs> yeah, it did. Uh, also, I ate 25 tacos, which Brandon don't Brandon ate 25 recommend. tacos, and his heart stopped while we were watching Thor The Dark World. <laughs> I, I am concerned for this man's uh, liver and... <laughs> you know but i'm uh, alive okay he's alive for now um you know as long as you know but it still sounds like he loves that out those albert tacos so we'll see um good thing we're gonna break it episode 100 you know we can get brand (laughs) just kidding um yeah i just gotta say you know uh even though it's not the best movie i I remember I was living in my aunt's house, uh, making Lego minifigures in the basement. I had a blog on Flickr. Do you guys remember Flickr? Oh my no. god, Flickr! I was dude. I had I was huge on Flickr. I had around like seven thousand followers on Flickr. I made custom Lego figures. They all unfollowed me now. I don't I don't have like any followers then. But in my prime, like in like I think like twenty seventeen, I had around like seven thousand followers. Seven, I don't know, something like that. Um. I would I'd take acrylic paints and I'd paint Lego minifigures and I'd review movies. And that's where I was like, I like reviewing movies. Dad, I'm going to go into film studies so I can like review movies for a living. You know? And now, la-di-da-di-da, I'm, I have a podcast. Talk about movies. And if it weren't for Thor the Dark World, don't think I'd be here. So that's why I'm choosing Thor the Dark World as the, my last movie I'm thankful for. So Weird. Yeah, pretty weird, huh? Yeah, but it's a know, weird choice. Does does anybody do you guys remember the first movie you ever wrote about? Probably Dark Knight, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, that's my guess. I, I used to I, yeah. My first movie that I ever wrote a review on was in my old diary. I used to try to do diary entries. I'm not very good at it. Uh yeah. it was Hobbit and Unexpected Journey with forty eight frames per second. <laughs> I remember writing pluses and minuses in my notebook and just like being like, this is good. This is bad, you know, stuff like that. And I I don't really like love that movie. It's fine. I just got it on Blu-ray because it was $6 with the whole Hobbit trilogy. But 
you know, I, I could see how something like that would be meaningful. You know, after that, I started doing more consistent reviews when I got the job at the movie theater. Uh, if you guys followed me before um, before Chapman, you would know that I posted reviews on my Instagram. Yes, I remember that. And uh, people would love me for that. I was known as the movie guy at my work, at my high school, everywhere I went. People would be like, what's your review of this movie? Should I go see it? And I'd be like, yeah. And 90% of the time, they'd be like, yeah, that was great. I was, You were right. And then the other 10% of the time, they're like, what the hell were you thinking? <laughs> you know like that i remember when swiss army man came out i was like the only person that liked that in my hometown i swear yeah <laughs> it's so great but yeah we love that yeah i don't know let's it's... not talk about thor 2 that's fine we don't have to talk about it i just i you know i chose yeah, I, i'm not gonna lie i i got absolutely nothing to say <laughs> the only thing i can think of is loki's good in this movie and that one scene where captain america shows up is a little funny yeah Mm-hmm. that's i agree with that's that that's about it it's all there is to it you know yeah, <sighs> yeah i don't know it's uh, uh i didn't really expect to go in depth on thor the dark world you know i don't think we <laughs> i don't think we'll ever talk about this movie you know but it's the first movie i ever wrote about you know of course so yeah all right all right brandon what's your last Brandini. one I was going to talk about Curious Case of Benjamin Button, but... Are you serious? Instead, I was, but instead, I'm going to talk about... Well, it was my first Criterion. Are you going to choose it? I don't know. Do man. it. Do yeah, it. fine. I'll do it. Wait, what's the other one you were going to choose? We'll I was going to choose a Doctor Who movie. All right, no, Benjamin Button. Let's talk about that. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I'd rather talk okay. about that. <laughs> Well, the Doctor Who movie. Just kidding. Uh, so Benjamin Button is a film that I watched when I was really young, like probably like eight or nine. And like, but at that time, I wasn't really into movies. You know what I mean? Like it was like around the time that I watched Avatar. Um, but like I wasn't invigorated by it yet. But I remember sitting down and I think it was on the old HBO where they had like eight channels and you could scroll through them. And I remember just plopping it down on hbo one day and being like well this is an interesting idea for a movie and i just remember being taken by it and i i've told ethan about this because we watched it literally i think two weeks ago yeah um but movies that are meaningful to me are movies that show somebody's life from their beginnings to their humble beginnings to their like saddest end and like it's sad but it's it's so very human to see somebody's life uh, fold out over two and a half hours e- even if it seems silly uh, in the way that the cgi uh, depicts them in their o- early old age i suppose <laughs> early old age i mean put yeah and i i love the ending of this movie and what it has to say yeah it's a little campy but it was one of the first blu-rays i ever owned one of the first criterions i ever owned and i just remember being especially affected by it um and honestly, it is probably where my love affair with David Fincher started. He's like one of my favorite directors. And I think this is one of the reasons why. So, yeah. I, Chris, I don't think you've seen it, but Ethan, I know you have. I so. have yeah. seen it. You have? I have. Yeah. Oh, you talk I didn't about know that. that. Go for it, dude. Okay. I have not. I will say, though, I have not seen this movie basically since it came out. <laughs> but... Yeah, curious about your button. From what I do remember, why am I out of focus in the camera? Never mind, I'm back. 
Uh, We're not going to see you. <laughs> anyway, the curious case of Benjamin Button. I remember this movie like you, like like you, Ethan. When I first heard of it or saw it, I was like, "This is such a dumb idea." This guy ages backwards. It's so gross. I remember that shot of him as a baby. You know what I mean? Oh, Outside when, that, when that Mahershala thing. Ali almost steps on him. Yeah, and it's just like <laughs> no, he does step on him. Just uh, yeah, just like an abomination basket case, but. <laughs> But surprisingly, the movie is very, very endearing. Um, you know, like, I think for, for me personally, like, when I think back on this movie, I remember it being very long, which it is, because 166 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, which, and, like, for me, like, when I, like, looking, from what I do remember, the, like, it does feel like a pretty dense movie, and one that I feel like does, for me, meander a little bit. There are moments where I feel like they could have, like, tightened up a bit or, like, I don't I don't know, maybe skipped over a couple of things. But I will say, like, the ending is so overwhelmingly emotional oh, because yeah. given the context of this entire, this person's entire livelihood and seeing, like, them struggle and go through it and also just simply navigate the already difficult the all like the existing difficulties of a normal life already that's there's something very like humanistic about that you know what i mean like there's something about these kinds of movies where it's kind of like a glimpse into a human being's life that can be very boring for some but if done well can really enworld in you into this i like into a film that is really just about another human and it's kind of like you know we always say film is the art of empathy and i feel like this is a pretty cool great example of that because yeah it's literally just another human who yes is in a bit of a unusual situation a curious case a curious case one might say (laughs) but more than anything like it's a movie about a human and there's something very i think very meaningful about the simplicity of that um Yeah, there you go. It's the people who uh, touched Ethan. him that matter too, you know. Mm. Yeah, um, you know, I I avoided this movie for a while just because I thought it looked so silly. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it is such a weird concept. Like, who it fucking who fucking thought of this? Like, F. Scott Fitzgerald, bro. Yeah, what a what a what a klutz that dude. What has he ever done? Um, I don't know. It's a, it's such a cool movie about um you know, just the 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 process of living. Um and it's a movie you know, one thing that uh you know, I was in a rough patch this summer and one of my mom you know, one of the main things my mom told me was just like, you know, being alive is uh is like part of the human condition is grappling grief and learning to just live with grief you know it's something we're gonna face no matter what throughout our lives because we are things that last uh and things last just things last you know nothing is forever Mm -hmm. um the sun will last the planet will last you know we don't know if time is forever that might last too we don't know things last everything lasts so the human condition is learning to grapple with things that last, you know, and that's what this movie is about because it's about a man who, because he lives life in a different way than everyone else, 
is able to see take a different perspective on you know the process of life and living and it's it it, it can be a bit force gumpy um in the movie up until the very end you know um where it's just like oh this guy's you know he's going through world war ii now he's doing this now he's doing that you know um, but the last half hour is but the just... last half hour where it's you're really coming to the end of this guy's life and the last scene where it's just like he's just describing what people in his life did you know this is the guy that did this yeah you know and we're we're just you know at the end of our days we're going to be defined as like the guy that did this you know we don't know what that probably we don't know what that is yet maybe you know we might just be the three guys that record stacked podcast <laughs> I, I certainly hope i certainly hope we go on to greater heights than you know uh 40 views a week but uh we'll see you know but that might just be in that's that's something we'll just have to be okay with you know and that's life and that was it's a really beautiful way to end a movie that's about you know a, a life epic like that you know mm-hmm. that's why i love it it's so i'm thankful for it because it yeah i wouldn't say it got me into film but i think it is incredibly meaningful in what it says about the standard human experience all righty well there we go we talked about it Chris, let's end this. Let's wrap this up with your last. All right, boys. Movie. This was a movie I've wanted to talk about for a while, and this felt like the right time. Uh, maybe not for a while, but like for a fair amount of time. Uh, this is a movie that um, Ethan, you came with me to go see. Uh, Brandon, I think you were working the night that this movie was playing, so I don't think you you were able to come. Uh, we saw this in a small theater in, in Whittier. Uh, oh yeah! I'm picking Kiwi Chow's 2021 documentary oh. "Revolution of Our Times." Now, yeah. for anyone who doesn't know, uh, "Revolution of Our Times" is a documentary directed by Kiwi Chow, as I just said. Um, that kind of um, the best way I can describe this documentary is that it chronicles the on the ground story of what happened in Hong Kong in 2019. Now, I've, I've talked at length about Hong Kong on this podcast before. Um, and yeah, of the, of the many great films that have been made about Hong Kong, whether that be fiction or documentary, I think Revolution of Our Times is probably the most important of the bunch because I think it provides, at least in my eyes, a very um, transparent account of what transpired in those months and a very like sobering reminder of what is going on around the world. Um, it's, yeah, I think it's easy to be cushiony and see how, and, you know, be cushioned in our lives, but sometimes looking back at and seeing where, like, seeing the kinds of things that, like, the essential livelihood things that people still have to fight for in the world is a really important reminder. And that's a big part of why I'm thankful for this movie, because on top of being a very um, poignant reminder, it's also a movie I'm thankful for because it provides accountability which is something that i'm not gonna say too much more but is <laughs> is something that i think uh we need a bit more of in the world i'll just say that um yeah revolutionary times is a very emotional movie as well it's at least especially for me being from there but even ethan i i saw you getting a little emotional especially oh, yeah. with certain scene with uh, an, a certain uncle chan a certain uncle chan one of many <laughs> one of many uncle chan many uncle chans out there yeah. 
Um, I don't know. Do you have anything you want to say about this movie? There's not much for me to say. It's, I mean, it's a very transparent documentary. It's literally just what happened in 2019. There you I go. Mean, um, yeah, I am. I'm very thankful for uh, having the opportunity to go see this with you. You know, because what we what an emotional theater that was. God damn. Yeah, dude. By you know, by the end, everyone was standing up. Uh, they were singing the anthem, right? Hong Kong. Uh, the 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 not the unofficial the, the band anthem. Yeah, but that yeah. was just a crazy thing. I could hear people, you know, just losing it in the back, you know. And it was a bunch of old people, you know, because it's old people who have come here that now, you know, they're seeing their home become this, and they're they're just hoping, you know, for. A, a solution for some this to end you know and for their people to have their way and um i could just i could i could sense that anguish in them you know while we were watching that movie and it was a very powerful experience and this movie is really good too you know um because you know you you showed us the joshua documentary and that was you know that was more about a person and a group but this yeah this I feel like was focused more on the movement itself. You were really placed on the ground during these protests. Mm-hmm. You know, there was very they just took iPhone footage of like we saw people die in this movie, you know? Yeah, um, you see real people just, die in this you movie. You saw real people die in this movie from their iPhones. You know, we see that whole saga of them locking themselves up in the in the college and just that big yeah. that, that huge standoff and you know, uh them trying to escape. Um and just you know the lives that were lost just in doing that and navigating the sewers like some people have haven't been found you know because they had to yeah. crawl through this tiny this was they did like some shawshank redemption stuff where they were just crawling through this this like yeah you know, this tube like the size of your body um and it's just a it's just such a crazy thing that you know it's it it's the power of cinema because um in countries where you know uh, journalism is very heavily censored and media you know news media is very heavily censored you know we don't get this stuff in the west but you can't censor um an independent editor and someone with a camera you know you can film stuff send it to someone they can edit it and then send it out to somebody else you know and that's the power of cinema and how it can like really show what's happening in the world and to people who have no idea what's going on and things where like news media outlets really can't because you know they're they're funded by people they're controlled by a government you know um it's really up to the independent artists to really show what's going on and for that i was just like that blew me away you know uh what a great documentary so good brandon glad you enjoyed it uh, you gotta see Brandon, it somehow. I don't know. Yeah, if this, I, I don't know if or when this movie is gonna become available because there's a lot of legal things it has loopholes it has to jump through. But hopefully one day I'll get to show you this movie. Well, it's not like I didn't want to. I just remembered like. <laughs> no, I think you to... didn't. You were like, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good. I don't want to watch okay. this. No, like, no, I'm gonna stay home. No, I did want to watch <laughs> it. It just, you know, it just so happened that I had work that weekend. Yeah. and it was a little harder for me to get up there um but yeah this is a I, i'm very thankful for it existing because of what it's saying about speaking against 
uh, governments of power mm-hmm. that are in like high enough power to like suppress voices. And now I think we're lucky to live in a westernized society that although we do, I think, suppress voices in some regards, I think they're able to get out, you know, whereas it feels more suffocated and pushed down in a place like Hong Kong, where it's literally the overbearing father figure, like standing above you at all times. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, even yeah, if it totally. even if it isn't the father, it's like a stepfather. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's a comp- it's a complex situation. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very glad to hear that. Like even Brandon, like even though you haven't seen this movie yourself, like you have appreciation for it. And uh, you know, I and like I know both of you are like, like you know, de- at least to some extent, decently well educated about what's going on in Hong Kong. Yeah, so, we chatted yeah, about it means freshman year. And uh, yeah, uh, anyone who anyone out there listening who might want to ever chat about Hong Kong stuff or anything like that, feel free to reach out. I'm always yeah. happy talking about my home. I love my home. Send it uh, to me. Send the doc to yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah, Kiwi, if you're listening, we love it, and uh, send it to Brandon. <laughs> and then I'll never go to Hong Kong or China because they'll kill me. But it's fine. <laughs> That's true. They have wanted posters of Brandon out on, you know, there's the streets big, of Hong Kong. Big banners of him on Tiananmen Square. The, no, it's the, it's the it's <laughs> the right next to the Mao poster. No, it's the, I call it's it a poster. The, it's the picture of uh, from the set that Ethan or somebody production designed. Have you seen this man? And it's like a little stuffed animal that looks like me. You remember that, Chris? I think it was on one of Tori's sets. Oh yeah, there was a there's a there was there was like a there was like a doll on a yeah. period piece. Yeah, yeah, on a period piece. yeah. yeah, on IP. yeah that's yeah. that's the photo that's everywhere. I'm not gonna know it's me. Anyway, but good choice. That's my last pick, guys, and I think that rounds it out. Yeah, and that is oh my! Look at that! Look at all these. This is an eclectic stack, but I love that I would because say. It, it represents all three of us, and you know our our eclectic relationship with film. You know, um, this is gonna be a weird way to f- figure out the final stack, but um, let's just go down our movies. Um, I'll start. I picked Ice Age, Uncle Boon Me, and Thor: The Dark World. Brandon, what'd you? <laughs> I did Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Dogma, and Instant Family. Chris. And I did In Pursuit of Silence, Soul, and Revolution of Our Times. Very, this might be one of our most eclectic ones. Here's my pitch. Yeah. All right. I think we each, each, not each, each choose one of our movies that we're most thankful for, and then we put it in the stack. Because I don't think it's fair to pick, hey, yeah, I'm most thankful, thankful for Thor the Dark World. No, we're not. We're not going to do that. I'm going to pick that one. No, I'm just kidding. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which ones Which ones of your guys' ones would you pick? Hmm. Fuck. I... I think I'll pick Ice Age, because that's the one that started it all for me, you know? Okay. Fair. And I feel like I can I can use Uncle Boon Me again for something else. Brandon? Uh, Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Okay. I, I know it's a meme, but also, like, it's great. So Yeah. I think because the um, Benjamin Button does bear that kind of existential, you know, kind of vibe to it, especially at the, the end there, I, I am going to forego Soul and put in Revolution of Our Times. Because I feel like that's a different kind of thankfulness that I think is 
worth acknowledging. Oh yeah, and uh, and it's three Soul, different. And Soul will be back. <laughs> three different genres, guys. Escapes to live another day. <laughs> yeah, three different genres, three different tones. You know, um, three different mediums. We have animation, narrative feature, Doc- and then documentary. It's pretty cool, huh? Uh huh. And uh, three. I think we do it in that order. Thankfulness. Yeah, you want to end with Revolution? I think, yeah. Because it'll probably... I don't know if you can watch a movie after that movie. Exactly. But <laughs> but also, it's chronological. And you're True, kind of yeah. working your way. Like, if you were a child, you start with that one. You start with whatever Ethan chooses. Yeah. yeah. Then you move on. <laughs> then you go on to something that's more important. This is the weirdest <laughs> feature ever. <laughs> And then you end with the most important because it impacts uh, our reality. <laughs> Alright, let's run it down. Let's run it down. I love okay, it. Let's run it down. This is Stacks 2022. Our official movies we're thankful for. Final stack for episode 96. This is our 96th final stack. Starting with uh, the one of the most iconic animated films of all time. Uh, it changed the genre, the medium. Uh, it changed the way we tell stories. Um, it changed the way I loved movies. It made... I don't even know my life without this movie. I'm going to be honest. I don't even know what I was like before this movie. Because it was just... It's always been with me. You know? Movies are my blood. And Ice Age is in my blood. You know? And that's why I'm picking Ice Age. is the movie that started it all. So that's our first pick. Ice Age. Brandon, what's our second? Our second film is Curious Case of Benjamin Button by David Fincher, a lovely depiction of life from a different perspective as a man ages backwards, and I think a beautiful statement as to what's so meaningful about human life and how it lasts. Chris, let's wrap this up. And our final film, and our last film, I should say, is Kiwi Chow's 2021 documentary, Revolution of Our Times, an incredibly uh, powerful and transparent account of what transpired in Hong Kong in the year of 2019. Very socially important film and definitely worth checking out. All right. Look at that. Look at this, guys. This is a great... Great out-of-the-box list. I'm really proud of us on this one, you know? I'm glad none of us were yeah. like, you know, oh, Star Wars, you know? That movie, <laughs> this movie got me into movies, Star Wars, you know? Or, like, stuff like that, you know? We chose mm-hmm. some really... I can tell all these movies are very personal to us, you know? Except Dogma. <laughs> and Except Thor 2. <laughs> no, no, that's a, personal in a that's way. That's personal to me because I, you know, <laughs> wrote about it. But, uh... Yeah, except except for maybe in, in, in instant family, maybe Benjamin Button. Brad, what are you doing? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I can see, I can see, I can see each and every one of us in this stack, which is nice, you know. Uh, so well done, boys, representing yourselves in out of the box ways for the stack. And I hope people had a good time listening to this episode. Um, I'd like to thank uh, our sponsor, Me Undies. No, sponsors. <laughs> we I don't have any sponsor, sponsors. We should cool. get one. That would be we nice. Bring in some extra income. Maybe other I'll than I'll the five see, cents if, you get. I'll see if Lavoy or Kasori will sponsor. Oh. Is that ethical? Things. What do you mean is that ethical? Uh, sponsored by Knott's Berry Farm and Lavoy uh, Knott's, yeah. 
Let's see if Knots and Kasori can sponsor our podcast. Come on. You moved up in the ranks now. Try to convince me. Like, you know you know what Knots really needs to get into? Movies. Sponsorships. Podcasts, <laughs> to be more specific. That's where it's all about. That's where the money is, guys. Come on. I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, I hope you, everybody enjoyed listening. And uh, I hope you all took this episode to reflect on what movies you're thankful for. Because movies are fucking cool. And movies can help you movies just like you know it's it, they're they're miracles they really are like how the fuck does it work you know if you kind of think about it it's kind of magic you know it's like i don't know when you, you think about it in a caveman brain well it's the way it's like oh my god we can like experience lives stop bringing it back to the caveman <laughs> booga 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 Alright, bring in the caveman. Bring him in. <laughs> <laughs>